Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to seminar of Muhyiddin al-Arabi. Welcome back to the tavern of Rumi and Hafiz. I wish to offer you a cup of a spiritual wine of Rumi as a greeting. It is actually about greeting and what greeting can communicate and can convey. That greeting is not just a compliment, just a courtesy. It is actually doing something. When you greet someone, when you say good morning, hello, I salute you, it has a meaning. And Rumi says that he's addressing his beloved, Sanama tu hamcha atash qadah mudam dari. به جواب هر سلامی که کنند جام داری Oh my beloved, oh my mistress Oh mistress mine You could say You are like a fire Always having a cup of wine in your hand And to every person who gives you a greeting or a salam You offer him a cup of wine Actually, there is a verse in the Quran that what is sending regards or salavot or salam, what is the meaning of that? How does God send us greeting? Because God constantly sends us greeting. He is the one who sends greetings to you every moment. In fact, harmony in the world is the salutation of God. Wherever you find that harmony, that unity, that integration, that proportion, that lovely shapes and patterns, it is God sending you his greetings that I'm here. So, in the Quran it says, The greeting of God is that he takes you out of ignorance, out of darkness, into light. If you bring a person from darkness to light, this is the true greeting. So, for every greeting of the devotees, of the servants, of Bandigan, of Ibad, God will offer you a cup of wine, a cup of wine of wisdom or a wine of beauty or wine of good. We have so far said many things in common between Rumi and Muhyiddin as well as Hafiz. And there are many other Iranian poets, almost all of them have been influenced by Muhyiddin. Some of them actually are translators of Muhyiddin, like Araqi, for example. Akuuson, some of his poetry, looks like being of that of Muhyiddin. 
you can hardly say whether it is Muhyiddin or Araqi. Akuusun talalat be mudami, am shumusun talalat be qamami. Is it the cups that are shining with the wine in it, shining with wine? Is it the cup or is it the wine? The wine and cup so mixed together, the form and meaning in literature, in the poetry of Hafiz, so mixed together that you can hardly say whether it is form, if you have a formalistic approach, for example, to, to literature, or a moralistic approach, or <clears throat> any other approach. In Hafiz, there is so closely, they are so closely related to each other, you can hardly separate one from the other. It seems as if if you break the form, the meaning is also broken. And Araqi here has translated an Arabic poem, as safai miyul letafat jam dar hamamik rang jam mudam, because the wine was so pure and the glass was so pure, so they mixed together. And you could say it is all a cup. You could say, no, it is all the wine. And I found an English poem, which is very beautiful to, to show a, 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 a real case of when the wine and the, and, and the cup is the same. And that is a drop of water, a drop of rain on a on the leaf of trees or on the grass, where a grasshopper comes in the morning and drinks. It is most beautiful crystal cup. It is most uh, pleasing wine for the grasshopper. That is there. There is the time when cup and the wine is the same. <coughs> This is the Arabic text. I just read it to remain for some people who might be interested. One moment you say, well, this is all cup. One moment you say, no, it is the wine. It's all wine. So Araqi uh, is nearer in many respects uh, than Rumi and Hafiz because they have been just influenced and got some inspirations and sometimes the terminology. But Araqi is uh, direct or indirect uh, pupil, follower of Muhyiddin and in his Lama'at means flashes, divine flashes of Araqi. That is also a summary of the works of Muhyiddin in Persian. If you want to get acquainted with Muhyiddin in Persian, Lama'at of Araqi, the flash, the divine flashes, is a very good text to read. 
Well, another of those dilemmas we were explaining last night, we were discussing last night, that Rumi and Muhyiddin and Hafiz and Sadi, they have resolved in most beautiful way without taking side on this or that. And they accept both. And I said that uh, harmony is not in furiously somehow make a reconciliation between contrasts and just explain it away. But harmony is to harmonize the two contrasting ideas side by side and accept them and let them do their own service in their own place. One of them is imitation and verification. Imitation is uh, when you follow exactly what the other person says. You do not know about that. You just imitate. And some people say, well, imitation is damned. Imitation is a source of destruction of mind. And imitation is suicide. Because when you imitate, you just cut your head and uh, you are someone else. While they don't know that imitation is of two kinds. One sort of imitation is necessary. We have to follow it. We have to look and follow. When you want to uh, learn music, you just sit before the master and say, well, put your hand here. Take it this way, take it that way. You go up, you go down. So you have, we learn everything by imitation. What is, what is wrong with imitation? We learn the language by imitation. We learn, we learn everything by imitation. But later, after we have learned it, we can have our own initiation, our own creative uh, participation. So uh, some people just uh, find the words... And they will, imitation, I'm not, I'm after, I'm against imitation. I only believe in verification, which is tahqiq, taqlid and tahqiq. I'm reminded of uh, a very funny story and very insightful story by Rumi explaining what sort of imitation is a source of destruction and uh, is a source of uh, disaster. He says that once a Sufi who was traveling around the world happened to find, come to a temple of Sufis, Khanagah, and then it is allowed for all Sufis to enter the temples of, of each other. So he trusted his donkey he was coming with a donkey to the stable man and then joined the Sufis and they received him. They respected him. But they were not true Sufis, uh, as Rumi says. Uh, they secretly went to the stable man because they didn't have anything to serve the man, so they wanted to make a feast to give some supper, some dinner, and to have sweets and foods, everything. So they got the donkey, 
they sold it and provided for all the things they needed in the feast. And the poor man didn't know what had happened. And uh, he was respected. They put him on the best place in the gathering. And then they served him all sorts of, of, of drinking and food and everything. And then after the, after the dinner, uh, they started dancing and singing. And the refrain of their singing, of the music, was Khar Beraftu, Khar Beraftu, Khar Beraftu. The donkey is gone. The donkey is gone. They were dancing and saying, but the, the ass is gone. The donkey is gone. So, until late at night, they were doing this Sama. Of course, it has a meaning as well, that when the donkey is done, Shadi Ahmad Qussaz Khatir Beraftu. The donkey is gone, the donkey is gone, the donkey is gone. And happiness there came, and all sorrows went away. This is the poem. They repeated it. And uh, Rumi also wants to uh, give an insight into the fact that if the, the ass means the corporeal part, the selfish part of us, the lower part of us, is gone away, then you are happy. All the unhappiness and sorrows come from this ass. Because we are serving the ass. The ass is not serving us. We are serving the ass. The Jesus must ride the ass. Not the ride, I mean the ass rides the Jesus. For many people, the ass... As Shakespeare also says, that how is it that you are giving priority to, to your body all the time? While summer's lease has all too short a date, and the lease of the body is, has a very short time. After a time, you have to this uh, empathy, to empathize the place. So, in the morning, when the Sufi rose, he saw that there was nobody in the temple. They had run away so that they couldn't uh, have, any, have any answer to give to the man. So he went to the stable man and said, well, where is my donkey? He said, you must be crazy. You don't know that this, the, the, the ass was, was sold. And uh, he said, well, why did you tell me? Why didn't you, didn't you tell me? You could come and tell me. That there were many of them, I agree, that there were many of them, you couldn't stop them. But you could come and tell me. He said, many times I came to the window to, to inform you that the ass had been sold. But you were saying, ass, the, the donkey is gone. The donkey. And you were singing and dancing. I thought that you are pleased with that and there is nothing wrong. He said, well, I didn't know what his ass means or what his rent means. I didn't know anything about this. I just was imitating them. This is the imitation when you are ignorant of what you are imitating. And most people imitate just when they shouldn't imitate. He says that then the imitation of these um, people uh, I, uh, brought me so much loss. Eidosad uh, la'nat, curse, maybe curse of God be upon this uh, uh, sort of imitation. 
ای دو سر لعنت بر این تقلید بود But there are other sorts of invitations which Rumi um, recommends particularly before the master when your master asks you something or directs you or gives advice you have to follow it even if you do not know the wisdom but you know something what you say you know where whom he is you are following the last flyer i have provided here is a, a poem by hatif isfahani hatif isfahani a later poet after jami you know jami had been considered to be the last of great persian poets of course arbery believes that it is hafiz who is the last because jami and coming after hafiz um, he is not to be compared is not comparable to the great poets to none of the great poets and jami himself has no claim to being a great poet he says that nizami has created treasuries of gold and Amir Khosrow Dehlavi from Delhi he has created treasuries of silver but mine is the treasuries of copper it is not comparable and he says that if I am following Nizami it is just because I love him I just want to test myself my own uh, poetic uh, gifts and talents so Hatif Esfani after Jami is of course not a great poet but some poets at one point they have been given a gift by God to be at the level of Hafiz and Saadi and Rumi at that one single uh, work so this is one of those works this is the summing up of all Persian lyric poetry there are of course four of them or no five pieces there are five refrains uh, you can you can think of five sonnets which are chained together by one refrain one refrain which is repeated that is called tarjih band the refrain so i have brought here two of the refrains one one of them i will explain from my memory but the, the other ones we, we can read here you know in one of the refrains in one of these parts of the poem he says i happen to go to a church and here you will see that in persian literature there is not only moderation sorry tolerance it's more than tolerance i don't tolerate your religion i respect your religion and uh, i associate with you and even i give it an interpretation to get closer to my religion yeah so he says i went to a church and i saw a beautiful fair maid a christian fair maid You know a Christian fair maid sometimes in Persian literature is a symbol of God. In the story of San'an, Sheikh San'an, when he happens to fall in love with a Christian girl, it means that 
Christian girl is uh, the daughter of the king of China who is also God. The daughter of the king of China, Dr. Chini. گیرم که نبینی رخ آن دختر چینی از گردش او گردش این پرده نبینی let's take it for granted that you don't see that daughter of the king of china but you see that somebody is dancing if you see that the, a dress and a body is dancing the dancing of the body is from the uh, sorry the dancing of the garment is because of the dancing of the body. The dancing of the body is because of the dancing of the heart. And the dancing of the heart, it is because of the dancing of the heart charmer who is our beloved. So he is, he is dancing, or she is dancing. So, but this Christian girl is just a symbol of beauty and the other person, a person of another religion. He said, well, how is it that you believe? I told her, how is it my, I love you greatly and uh, uh, you speak like sweets. So how is it you believe in three gods while God is only one? How do you say that Abu Ibn Ruhul Qudus? You say the, God the Father, God, God the Son and the Holy Spirit. How is it you divide it into three? So the Christian girl replies, replies that don't, uh, uh, don't accuse us of heresy and belief in three while we are a follower of unity. But we have given three names. If you call silk by other names, a thing which is uh, called rose by any other name would, would smell as sweet, as Shakespeare says. So he says that they are one. We have given three different names, uh, three different manifestations. So uh, at the end he says, um, we were discussing, but suddenly the bell of the church started singing, and the bell was saying there is only one, and there is none, but uh, there is no God but him alone. So he continues to say uh, one of, another piece of this uh, five-part five refrain work. Or you could say a stanza in English. Uh, you sometimes they divide a poem into many stanzas, particularly the ballads. It, it looks like a ballad with many stanzas. This is the fourth and then the fifth. So will any of our friends uh, help be kind enough to read it? What about Jane? Me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, why not? Lovely. Open the eyes of the heart, that thou mayest behold the spirit, that thou mayest see that which is not to be seen. If thou wilt turn thy face towards the realm of love, Thou wilt see all the horizons, a garden of roses. Thou wilt behold the revolution of the You see, sorry, um, may I give a note here? You see, if you... If you turn your face towards the realm of love, the whole world 
would be a garden, a paradise. It is actually, as Rumi says, when you have uh, made peace with your father, our father is the universal intellect, intellect that is the father of everybody. So if you are in peace, if you, are, you have grievances all the time, like Shakespeare for the grievances uh, foregone, if you have grievances, then you look at your father, since you are, not, you are displeased with him, he doesn't look lovely to you. So the whole world is not lovely to you. If you are not in peace with the intellect, with the designer, then the whole world is uh, against you. Every moment you are, you must complain. But Rumi says, Man ki solham daiman ba'in pedar, while I am in peace with my father, so my father is dear to me. That is why every moment I hear the voice of uh, this, the, the music of paradise, I see that the trees are singing. Every leaf is singing in praise of and glory of his creator. And I see that the trees are dancing because the, the uh, branches go this way and that way. He has compared it to dancing. I see that the trees are dancing. I see that the wind is whispering some secrets into uh, the ear of the uh, elm tree. So every moment I am in paradise. Uh, the, the, I see the rivulets, the brooks, the streams, the trees, the, the fruits, everything. So this is true with Hafez, with this is true with Sadi, and that is why they say take the cash and leave the credit, as Chayyam says. Because uh, don't wait, they believe, that don't wait for the paradise to come. But some modernists who do not, who do not give a proper interpretation of these credits and cash, they interpret it like this. That well, they didn't believe in the day in in eternity, in eternity, in immortality. So they say, well, take the cash means this world, and uh, let the credit go. Hafez and Rumi, they don't mean that. They mean that from just now we can we can just start. If you are going to paradise, why not practice the life of paradise here before going there? In paradise, you make love, start making love. If in paradise there is no animosity, cancel all animosity. So enter the, the paradise just right, right now. So that is why they say that uh, we take the cash. We would not wait uh, for uh, the promises of the pious man, of the ascetic, who says, well, just uh, deprive yourself. You, thou shalt not this, thou shalt not that. Deprive yourself from all pleasures and wait for the, for the paradise to come. But Rumi says, have you ever heard a, a shining moon? When you look at the beauty of the shining moon and uh, 
will, he, will the moon ever tell you that, well, okay, come and go tomorrow and see me? He's shining in the sky. He wouldn't uh, send you for tomorrow. Tomorrow is not in Sufism. Sufism doesn't believe in tomorrow. The moment, he is the son of the moment. He doesn't believe in future also, because whatever has something to do with the past or something to do with the future has nothing to do with Sufi. Sufi is living in the moment, eternal moment. Yeah, okay, will you please go on? Thou wilt behold the revolution of the cycle of heaven favorable to all the people of this earth. That which thou seest, thy heart will desire, and that which thy heart desireth, thou wilt see. The headless and footless beggar of that place, thou wilt see heavy-headed with the dominion of the world. Yes, you know the headless and footless beggars are the Sufis. Because they are headless, they have no head, no, no claim. Uh, they don't claim to be. Actually, Hafez says uh, the, the road of love is only passed by those who have cut off their own head and put their head under the feet. Yes? There also thou wilt see a barefooted company with their feet set on the summit of the guard stars. There also thou wilt see a bareheaded assembly, canopied overhead by the throne of God. Each one at the time of ecstasy and song, thou wilt see shaking his sleeves over the two worlds. You know, this is the dancing of Sufis. They have different gestures and mean, they mean something. One of the meaning is that we take from high heaven and we put it on the table of people. We get the, the nectar of grace from heaven and you see they do it like this and that. And sometimes they just throw their hands down from up. It means that we just throw everything but our beloved away. And when they are stamping the ground, it means they are actually crashing the devil under their feet. Yeah? In the heart of each atom which thou cleavest, thou wilt behold a sun in the midst. If thou givest whatsoever thou hast to love, may I be accounted an infidel if thou should suffer a grain of loss. If thou meltest thy soul in the fire of love, thou wilt love the alchemy of life. Yes, you know, this love is actually in Persian literature uh, the fulfillment of four great desires of humanity all through the times. Four elixirs. One is the elixir of life. Everybody wishes to live forever. And Rumi and Hafez and Muhyiddin, they all say that this is the alchemy. Muhyiddin himself was an alchemist. And the true alchemy is not changing copper into gold, because copper and gold, there's not much difference, except for superficial people. You remember that in Merchant of Venice, when Bassanio is going to choose between the three chests, three boxes, 
uh, he chooses the one with lead, outside but lead, because uh, he was not deceived by the golden chest, to ch because the, the picture was not in that. So the first is the alchemy of life. Sorry, the, the, yes, the alchemy, the elixir of life. And then... Uh, <coughs> the panacea, the elixir of health. Panacea is a, a medicine that cures all. Nushdaru, we call it nushdaru, because it doesn't make difference whatever malady or disease it is, it cures. Uh, we were, actually there were some people who, who were after this elixir, and they couldn't find it. But in Persian Sufism, they found it. They say, this is the elixir of love. When you are in love, then all your maladies are cured. All your maladies. Marhaba, ey ishq khush ma, ey dawai jomle illathai ma. Oh, well done, oh love. You are the medicine for all our maladies all our sufferings, all our disharmonies. So, uh, love is the healer. And then love is the... Uh, another elixir was a love potion to, to drink. And if you drink it, you are loved by everybody. So everybody uh, wished, wished to have such an elixir so that they would just uh, drink it and uh, be loved by all, because people are in love of being loved. So, uh, Sadi says, well, this is my poetry. This is love. If you want to fill your cup with love and drink it, and then everybody would love you. If you want to be loved, you have to be a lover. People can... Feel your love through your eyes, through your behavior, through your gestures, through your, your every word you say. When you are in true love, then in, in a moment people understand. I had uh, an older bro brother. His friends told it about him that our Nizam, he was like Lady Nizam. He was Nizam. He was called Nizam. He said, anybody who sits a few minutes with Nizam, he would understand what love means. Because of his behavior. So gentle, so lovely. So, if you fill your heart with uh, the wine of love, then that is the elixir. Uh, and that is the love potion. So, and it makes you, uh, it turns everything into gold and makes you rich. You are the richest man in the world because you are in quest. Quest is the alchemy. They say the alchemy of quest. A person who is in quest of Solomon is Solomon. A person who is in quest of heaven is heaven. A person who is in quest of God is uh, presently uh, the manifestation of God. So quest in Persian literature is, uh, in fact, the alchemy that makes you uh, rich. As Yanis Muflisan Khabar Kimiya Mapurs. The people 
who are so poor that they are trying by avarice, by greed, by lying, by being dishonest, they must be so bigger to just get the money from people in these ways. So they are poor. Don't go to them. Come to a person who is in quest. He is the rich man. He is the one who can give you gold. And the quest itself is the gold. Uh, so it is not only one elixir, it is alchemy, it is uh, love potion, it is elixir of life, and it is, uh, uh, what was the third one? It is the panacea. Panacea means uh, the cure for all diseases. Yes, alchemy of life. Thou wilt pass beyond the narrow straits of dimensions and wilt behold the spacious realms of the placeless. Thou shalt hear what ear hath not heard, and thou shalt see what eye hath not seen. Yes, there are many references in all literature of the world, as well as English literature, that you can see the things which are not to be seen. A poet says, I see beyond the horizons. I hear behind the horizon of sounds. You can come to a place, and that place is placelessness. In fact, Mohyeddin emphasizes that a Sufi never takes a station. If you stop in a station, this is your place. And then you are limited by that same station. And you are not aware of the station of others. If a person occupies a station, even if it is the loftiest station, then still you are limited because uh, the station of love is having no station. And Sheikh Mahmoud says, Sohanachon bevefre manzeluftat. Since everyone is his own station, so he is ignorant of the station of the other person. So when he speaks, well, no, no, you are heretic. Because he is not in his station. But a person who has no station and has passed through all the stations, bas roboti ke beboyat tarkuft. Ey hame manzel shode dar raheto bi rahe. Rumi says, staying in any station is going the wrong way. You are, you are not in the right way. You are going astray if you stop, if you stay in any station. Yes? Until they shall bring thee to a place where of the world and its people thou shalt behold one alone. Yes. To that one shalt thou make love with heart and soul, until with the eye of certainty thou shalt clearly see that he is one, and there is naught but he. There is no God save him alone. And this is the refrain which is repeated every time. And <clears throat> see, when actually love starts by one point, like when rain is fallen, a drop of rain is fallen, then it is at, at first it is um, it's the self, actually. Our self is a point. And then it starts expanding and expanding and expanding. When it covers everything, then that is true love. That is the love of the one. And then actually you become a great one. So... 
the second part, which is the last part, actually. I have put a picture here. Maybe uh, you might be interested to, for some uh, explanations and some commentary on this. This is from the seven portraits of Nizami. Seven portraits or seven uh, domes. And they are, I, I'm not going to discuss about it, but they are the seven days of the week. And uh, from, starting from black to white. This is the story of creation as well. Because it starts from black, which is total silence, no news, as Muhyiddin says, that is the station of Zat. And nobody knows about him. Nobody can claim anything in that station. It's the station of Zat, of the essence. This is the, the Saturday, which according to astrologers is black because it belongs to Saturn. Saturn, this, this, the planet. And then we come to sunrise, which is Sunday, which is yellow. And then we come to Monday or Monday, which is uh, uh, the, the ladies' uh, day, Monday. And, the, and Tuesday, which is the middle of the day, according to us, is uh, the day of Mars. Because Tuesday was the goddess of war in Teutonic uh, mythology. So it is equal with Mars and Magdi in French, they call Seshambe Magdi because it is the day of Mars. And this is the day of lovemaking and making hard efforts, wearing red clothes to fight, to fight with all the devils. And then you are the winner at the end. There is a story. In each of these uh, uh, days, Nizami narrates a story, a different story. And then we have Mercury or Wednesday. Wednesday is the Odin's day, uh, who is equal to Mercury, the star of the star of uh, merchants, the star of shopping and accounting and uh, all worldly cal- calculations and, and secular attachments. And then we have Thursday, which is a holy day, which is a day of blessing, a lucky day. Nasad Akbar, we say the, the greater luck, luckiest star in the sky, together with uh, Venus. And then the last one is Venus, which is white. So these are the, actually the seven states of love as well. And Nizami in each day narrates a story in harmony with that day. In the first day when it is, it is black, he, is, he tells you the story. Everything in that story is black. He is speaking of a king who was wearing black garments. They asked him, how is it that you black garments? He said, a long story that I went to a city um, in China 
where everybody was wearing black. And if they asked, if I asked them, everybody would shed tears and they wouldn't tell you why they are wearing, why they are wearing black garments. And then at the end he tells why. So in each of them he tells a different story uh, of love. These are the uh, varieties of uh, the hardships of the way of love. So we can read uh, the last uh, section from door and wall. It is so near to Mohyeddin that, uh, and Sanoi as well, before Mohyeddin, uh, about how God unveils himself every moment. And every time he unveils, a different face he shows. Means every day God has in a different job, a different uh, uh, form of love, a different form of wisdom. Everything is new for love, for God. And the Sufi, that is why the Sufi is never bored, is never, uh, get never tired of the world because every moment he sees a new world. Why? Because he is a traveler. If you are sitting somewhere, you look at this and another moment is the same thing. But if you are in, in a train and looking out of the window, every moment you are passing some new scenery. So the Sufi does not uh, get malul, does not get uh, bored with the world. So please, uh, yes, will you, yes, Jane. From door and wall and veil, the friend shines radiant. O ye, o ye who have eyes, thou seekest a camel with the sun, sun is on high. The day is very bright, whilst thou art the darkness night. It's actually a, a, sat a satire, a satirical view about people who try to demonstrate God. There are many philosophers that they, are, they have arranged a variety of uh, demonstrations and arguments to say, well, if you accept this and then you accept that, and then uh, the co every um, effect has a cause and the cause must have another cause, and then it, goes, it doesn't go to infinity, and then they try to convince you somehow. And all this in the eye of Mohyeddin and Rumi and Sheikh Mahmoud Shabestari, it is all futile, it is all in vain, because you don't need it. You don't need it. He is the most evident. The most evident. He is demonstrating everything else. If you want to demonstrate uh, the, the existence of the moon and the sun and yourself, then you have to go to God. You cannot demonstrate God, because it's like trying to find the sun with a candle. If thou wilt but escape from thy darkness, thou shalt behold all the universe, the dawning place of light. Like a blind, blind man, thou seest guide and staff for this clear and level road. Open thine eyes... Oh, that why it is a level road? Because if we follow, if we follow our nature, actually we would all our life would be in pleasure, 
Why? Because our nature, our divine nature, sends you after what you love. My father told me, never do something you don't love. So when you are after beauty, when you are after good and after truth, then you are always after your beloved. So who is better than the person who is constantly dealing with his beloved and going towards his house? So this is a level road. No problem. The problems are created and by the people themselves, by the devil, by the self. Actually, uh, the doors of the hell are closed. We open it. But the doors of paradise is open. If you want to go to paradise, you don't need to knock at the door. But for going to hell, you have to knock at the door. Because you knock and then some devil opens it. And some devils also call you in. So this is a, a level road. You don't need to... People say, well, what can we do? We are perplexed what to do. It is a very difficult... Of course, it is difficult when you are not going the right way, when you are not going to do your duty. Uh, there is a poem, a fine poem in English. Uh, I dreamt once that life was beauty. When I woke up, I found that life was duty. So then I went and did my duty, and then I found that life was beauty. <laughs> so if you, are, if you are doing your beauty, happiness and felicity and prosperity are the reward of following your, your duty. So who, is, who gets more pleasure than the person who is constantly receiving reward? So, Open mine eyes on the rose garden and behold the gleaming of the pure water alike in the rose and the thorn. From the colorless water are derived a hundred thousand colors. Behold the tulip and the rose in this garden ground. Set thy foot on the path of search and with love furnish yourself, furnish thyself with provision for this journey. A love, many things will be made easy, which in, in the sight of reason are very difficult. Yes, and the next one. Speak with a friend in the mornings and the evenings. Seek Seek for the friend in the gleaming, in the glowing at dawn. Um, this is actually a verse in the Quran that Bukratan um, Asila. You have to praise your Lord in the morning and at evening. So they tell me a hundred times, Thou shalt not see me. Still keep thine eyes fixed on the vision. Yes, it's very interesting because Thou shalt not see me. This is the verse from the Quran that when Moses in the valley of Tur, in the holy valley of Tur, valley of fire, when he saw the, the tree in fire, he asked God, Oh God, I want to see you. And God said, Lantaron, you will never see me. And Moses stopped uh, desiring more and, and persisting. While in Persian uh, Sufism, and among Rumi and Mohyeddin and all of them, they say, well, you have to persist. If he says, you don't see me, you say, no, I want to see you. In fact, Lantaj al-Jawabi uh, al-Lantara. This is what uh, Ibn al-Faris says, when I ask that I want to see you, don't tell me that I, you don't see me. 
So he says that my father has said, Sadlan Tarani Gui as Rapar Nagadim. If you hundred times you tell me you will never see me, I will go on my way and I will come to you and I will insist and persist to see you. Because I know that you have promised. Actually, God has given his address in the Quran a very simple and clear and a level road uh, of how you can see. He says, are you really interested to see God? For those who are interested and hope to see God, let them go and do the good job, the good deed. That's all. Anyone who wants to see God, he has to go and do the, the right deed. And the right deed, everybody knows what it is. The right deed is what you expect me to do. Yes. Until thou shalt reach a place to which the foot of fancy and the eye of thought cannot attain, thou shalt find the friend in the assembly whereunto not even Gabriel the trusted hath access. This is the road... This is also a reference, has a reference to a tradition from Muhammad uh, that there are sessions, gatherings with God solitude with God for Muhammad and for the saints that even Gabriel is not allowed to come in because Gabriel um, is reason and intellect and a man of understanding. He is a person of differentiating. He knows that how beautiful she is but she doesn't want her. Rumi um, compares it has gives an analogy that suppose in the past there were people who sold uh, maid servants. You know, in, in the marketplace, uh, you could buy a maid servant, a beautiful maid servant, and they brought from China, from other cities, uh, some people who were not interested in these ladies, in these fair maids, but they knew that they are beautiful and then they sold it to other people who are interested. So reason is not a man of love. Reason, but he knows that this is the one you need. This is the one you have to marry. This is the one you have to, you have, it is good to make love with. I know. And so reason is very jealous, of course, of uh, soul, Rumi says, because soul is most beautiful. And reason actually is a guardian for the soul not to go the wrong way, not to hurt herself. So in, in, the, in the solitude with God, uh, there is no place even for Gabriel who is at the, the top of understanding and knowledge. Because you need something more than knowledge to make love. Yes? This is the road, this thy provision, this is the halting place. If thou art uh, a roadsman, come and bring. And if thou art not equal to, to the road, then, then like the others, talk of the friend and, and scratch the back of, the, of thy head. O Hotef, the meaning of the Gnostics, whom they sometimes call drunk and sometimes sober, when they speak of, of the wine, the cup, the minstrel, the cupbearer, the magian, the temple, the beauty, and the girdle are those hidden secrets which they sometimes desire in cryptic utterance. If thou shouldest 
if thou shouldest find thy way to their secret, thou wilt discover that this even is the secret of those mysteries. He is the one, and there is naught but he. There is no God, save him alone. You see, these last lines are the best commentary on Persian literature and generally on lyric literature. Mohyeddin says, Kullama askuruhu men talalen, whatever I say of the countryside, of uh, uh, people, of the sky, of whatever I say, when I say she, when I say he, when I say them, when I say I, they all have some other meaning. So he wants to say here that when people of Gnostic, Gnosticism, when they are speaking, when they are speaking of wine, of uh, Zonar, the girdle, of the Christian girdle, um, actually my father, who was an interpreter of the Koran, he says, Man bandi. I'm a lover of a Christian girl who has the girdle round his waist. What does that mean? That girdle means the girdle of service. If you are in the service of people, then you are a Christian. So this is a symbol. And here, uh, Hatef has um, given uh, in, in brief, of course, but Sheikh Mahmoud Shabestari in more detail explains what is Zonar and what is Bot. If you are Bot Parast, you are worshipping a Bot. What is the meaning of Bot? What is the meaning of Zonar? Bot Tarsa Bache? Or what is the meaning of Tefl or child? Um, some people just think about a child, well, maybe a young boy or a young girl. There was a discussion in Paris when they were translating uh, the poem, Agar on Turkish Shirazi Bedastar at Delemara, if that uh, beautiful girl from Shiraz, from Turkish tribes, if he is. Um, kind to us and accepts us, then uh, uh, there was a discussion in London, sorry, in Paris, that this Turkish Shirazi, is it a he or a she? La petite garçon or la petite fille? La petite fille or la petite garçon? They were discussing about that. I told them it has nothing to do with she or he. It means beauty. If that's that eternal beauty, that intellectual beauty uh, calls us, of course I will give everything, I will sacrifice all other things in her feet. So, uh, this discussion is still among uh, some Iranian uh, men of letters, uh, scholars of literature, that uh, Hafiz and Sadi, what, what do they mean? They mean the same wine or the same uh, secular love. Of course, when they mean love, when they say love, it covers all the levels of love, from heaven to the earth. As Shakespeare says, the, the poet takes a glance from heaven to earth, from earth to heaven. That is a lover. He, they don't deprive themselves of the uh, worldly love. But the worldly love, by the alchemy of love, 
is turned into a divine love. Dunya Chogbashod Rumi says, when your world becomes uh, heaven, when the earth for you becomes heaven, then you are always in heaven. You cannot divide your behavior or your actions in this world as divine and secular. Whatever you do is divine. Even your eating, your drinking, your sleeping is divine because you are a divine man. But some people say, well, this is prayer, this is reciting Quran, this is a divine action, and that is eating, this it is related to the worldly pleasures. But Rumi and Hafiz, and they, they believe that when you are changed by the alchemy of love, and you are a man of divine, and you turn your face towards the divine, then whatever you do is divine. When you are washing the dishes, you are doing a divine work. Because you are doing out of love and out of the final, ultimate love you have for your beloved. So, I think we can have now, uh, uh, we can continue if there are any questions. And then I, I also wanted to give uh, some explanation about the rhythm. Some of our friends were interested. Yes, will you start by, by the first one? Okay. I just wanted to say, you know, you talked, uh, Dr. Goldchain. Yes. Um, I just want to say, you talked about the, the divine flashes and about the half pay calf. There is an excellent translation of the divine flashes of Iraqi that William Chittick did. Yes, yes. And so, I, those people who are interested in reading it in English. I found it in, 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 in uh, internet. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and also, well, you, it was published by the Paulist Press, Classics yeah. of Western Spirituality. And also, Julie May Sami has done an excellent translation of the half pay car. Yes, and that so is by, by uh, yes, yes, yeah. That is a very good translation. I've seen that with very good introduction, a long, good introduction to Nezami. I recommend that book. Yes, you know, rhythm is a repetition either in time or in place. So it can be in painting, in architecture, in human body, and in music, whether in time, whether temporal or spatial. It is a, a repetition. Of course, sometimes the repetition is very simple, and sometimes it is more complicated. Persian, in Persian prosody, Persian rhythm of poetry, is based on the syllables, but not on the stress of the syllables, but whether the syllable is a long syllable or a short syllable. When you say man means I, when you say man, there is one short and one long. Actually, uh, one there is uh, one beat when you say ma, and then n, you stop. Mara, you say, to me, 
مرا is two beats ma ra and then alif the last letter is silent so when you have one beat or two beats or three beats that's all the combination of one beat and then a rest two beats and then a rest three beats and then a rest that is the basic but the combination of them makes a variety of uh, rhythms at least 50 of them is to be found in Persian literature and for the future people can um, create new rhythms out of this base that we have either one beat and then a rest or two beats and then a rest or three beats and then a rest. We say dum, dadam or dadadam. See one, two, three. So this is a combination of one, one, three. Sorry, one, one, three, two, two, one, three. Uh, I will explain some of them which are less uh, complicated. This is the same, uh, yes. No, this is different. You see, this is one, 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 and three, three. See, this is a rhythm. Next one, please. Some of them I will give example. No, the previous one. Yes, this is the same as one, one, three, three, one, one. That's the same idea with different motives. Oh, yeah, this is uh, uh, all Shahnameh is in this rhythm. Two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one. You see? Da-dum, dum, da-dum, dum, da-dum, dum, da-dum. You see? Two beats and then a rest. The rest is given less color. Two beats and then one, two beats and then one, two beats and then one, two beats and then one. The, the whole Shahnameh, by omitting the last one, of course, Two, one, two, one, two, one, two. This is Shahnameh. Benaume Khodavan de Jaunu Khirat. Dadam dam, dadam dam, dadam dam, dadam. It starts from two and ends with two. It makes it strong. But if he, if he had added the last one, uh, it would be uh, lighter. Now it is heavier. So the next one, this is the same. This is also the same. Now here, again, we have a three, one, one, three, one, one. Yo remanas two. One, three, one. One, three, one. You start from one. Yo remanas two. He is my friend. Don't take him away. This is the poem by Rumi. John Manastu, dum da da dum 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 da da dum 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 da da dum dum. It's a very good for dancing, uh, but it is of course heavy. Yar Manastu, hey Mazani dash. John Manastu, hey, what's he doing? <laughs> okay. So the next one. That's a one two three. Two. Uh, 
Yes, one, three, two, one, three, two. Dum, da, da, dum, da, dum. Or you could start from three. This is a circle. You can start from anywhere. If you start from da, da, dum, da, dum, dum, start from three. Then I can recite some poems. Da, da, dum, da, dum, dum, da, da, dum, da, dum, dum. Zedudi, dekhun, no, this is different. Che khosh ast, yek shab bekoshi havara. Da da dum, da dum, dum, da da dum, da dum, dum. So the next one. And this is the same. This is again repeated. You see, it is very, it's very good for dancing. Dumb, one, three, start from one. One, three, one, two. One, three, one, two. Dumb, da-da-dum, dumb, da-dum. Dumb, da-da-dum, dumb, da-dum. Dumb, da-da-dum, dumb, da-dum. Dumb, da-da-dum, dumb, da-dum. You see, this is uh, six uh, over... In, in, in music, you can see, say it is a six beat. It is a six over four. Dum, da, da, dum, dum, da, dum. Dum, da, da, dum, dum, da, dum. Uh, do you remember any poem, Dr. Mwajarani? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> یوسف کنانیم روی شما هم گواست I am Joseph from Canaan and if you want uh, if you want uh, some evidence my beauty he says my beauty is the best evidence no one asks comes to the sun and say well would you please write a letter or bring a letter that you are shining nobody would come and say that so Dum da da dum you sufficant onyam Ruya Chomoham Govos. He kasas off top hat to govo he nahos. Dum da da dum dum da dum dum da da dum dum da dum. Okay, the next one. This is almost the same, yes. go on please. This is the the previous one. This is the, the cut rain of Omar Khayyam. The cut rain of, of Omar Khayyam has two rhythms, actually. Uh, this is one of them. You see, you start from the, uh, the one, one, three, two, two, one, one, one. Dum, dum, da, da, dum, da, dum, da, dum, 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 dum. Dum, dum, da, da, dum. ابر آمد و باز و بر سر سبز گریست خورشید کمند صبح بر بام افکند دام دام دا دا دام دا دام دا دام 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 دام
dadam dam 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 uh, but some other uh, cutrains instead of the three the last one the last three one has uh, one three together instead of one 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 is equal to three together yes next one Uh, and the next one, please. Because yes, next one. And but go on, please. The next one. And this is also it's, it's a bit confusing. The next one, please. The next one. Hmm. Um, see, you start from. That gentleman's on the right side. Dam da da dam da dam da dam. Ei botena zenine man. That's the manas to dao manat. Oh, my lovely friend. Uh, nothing is like you. Uh, the only one I have chosen is you. Or bi tobe sar nemi shavat. Dam da da dam da dam da dam. See one three. Two, two, dum, da, da, dum, da, dum, da, dum, dum, da, da, dum, da, dum, da, dum. You see, it is repeated uh, two times. So, be to be sar nemi shavat, be hamegan be sar shavat. I can do without all, but without you, I cannot. Yes, go on, please. Next one. And the next one, please. Okay, um, this is dum dum da dum 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 da dum, and then it goes on. One one three one one three one one three. See dum dum da dum 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 da dum. A sarban oh hisaran karamejanam miravat. And Rumi has many many poems. A aushagan a aushagan imruzuma imushuma. But if you start from the first. Oh, sorry, um, I, I made a mistake. This is not uh, one. This is one three. Dum da da dum 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 da da dum dum. You are a man as two. This is the previous one. Uh, so go on. And the next one, please. I wonder the one I want. No, the previous one. No, the next one. Yes. Now this is the one I was speaking. Dum dum da dum, one one two. The other one was one one three. One one two one one two one one two one one two. You can start from that one, and then it is a saw ribbon oh histeran dum dum da dum. But if you start from this two, da dum 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 da dum 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 da dum 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 da dum dum dum. مرا اهدیس با شادی که شادی آن من باشد I have made a contract with happiness Rumi says I have made a contract with happiness that all happiness should be mine So dam dam dadam dam dam مرا اهدیس با شادی And actually if you start from 1 to 1 this is the whole masnavi of Rumi One, two, one, one, two, one. Dum, da, dum, 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 da, dum, 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 da, dum, dum. And it goes on. 
بشنو از نی چون حکایت میکند of course رومی has made it shorter but there are actually three different rhythms in the same circle dum dum da dum 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 da dum this is the first dum da dum dum is the second da dum 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 da dum 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 da dum 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 da dum 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 this is the third okay i think it just gives you an idea of how persian rhythm works and unfortunately recently Many poets have uh, actually dispensed with the rhythm. I'm not against them. It is good. It's good to enter into new areas of rhythmless poetry because rhythm is not an integrated part of poetry. But some scholars, some men of letters have said that when the idea is musical, It gives music to the form. You see? So um, the music of the form is uh, coming from the music of the idea. That is why in the past there, was m- there were more happiness. Um, if you want to complain about the, the, your country, about the world, about the problems, about the deprivations of life, about the tortures of life, Then, and you are seriously hurt, and you are not giving any idea how we can solve the problems, then you don't need any rhythm, because rhythm creates happiness. And that is why many poets who are not happy, they don't dare to enter into the field of rhythm. And I told you yesterday night that, uh, yes, uh, last night, that rhythm has direct relation with happiness. And when, where there is rhythm, there is happiness, to some extent. What surprises me is that they're quite, um, at least as you say them, they're quite uh, fast and they're quite staccato to our ears. And normally when we would be talking about love, I think, in English poetry, we would have a much slower sounding rhythm, if, I, if I'm right about that. Do you understand what I mean? Well, no, I, I couldn't get you completely. They stand so. quite... When you're repeating them, they're quite short and sharp. Yes. And um, that's not what I expect from uh, poetry, which is describing something very gentle and beautiful. Yes. Um, I would expect something sort of slower and... Yes, that's right. Yes. That's why we have Allegro, for example. Many of these... Term- the terminology of music comes from the terminology of literature. Literature is the mother of music, in fact, because uh, it uh, nourishes music. We have the word allegro, we have the word sonata, sonnet. They, are, they all come from ballad. They are in literature before they are in, in music. But uh, John Milton, for example, when he is explaining uh, the story of the man who is happy in allegro, then he, he uses a different rhythm. In English also, the rhythm helps greatly uh, to give emphasis somewhere, to make it lighter, to make it, for example, and there is a poem by Matthew Arnold. It's in a sad mood. It's in a sad mood. He is reminding or remembering his father 
and how he loved him and how, what a pity that he wasn't in the world anymore. He is going to say that. So the first five words he uses are sad. Coldly, sadly, descends the autumn evening. See, very calm and smooth. Coldly, sadly, descends the autumn evening. But when Sherry wants to create passion, oh, wild west wind, even the sound of the, the words gives you the idea of the wind. Oh, wild west wind, thou breath of autumn's uh, leaves. So it's the same in, in this is This is most of the English poetry is like this. There is not so much variation. Except for Shakespeare, he has created variation out of very, very uh, limited amount of the material. Because they have only four different rhythms. One is unaccented, accented. Unaccented, accented. That time of year, thou mayst in me behold. To be or not to be. See? But Shakespeare breaks the rhythm every now and then. Like Hafez and Rumi also, they break the rhythm. Because if you are, you are exact, it is dead. Absolute symmetry is this. You can find nothing which is absolute symmetry and alive. Because nothing is absolute in nature. So you have to break somewhere. You have to give some uh, rest uh, out of the normal law of the rhythm. Um, so it is true in English as well. And that is why Hafez doesn't use many of the rhythms, because he is not in that mood. The mood of Hafez is different from the mood of Rumi. Although they are saying the same thing, but they are in different moods. Okay, thank you very much. I'm actually in front of the temple of so much beauty I'm talking of. I am ashamed that I could not express it. I could not expose it. I could not bring it uh, dear and lovely as they are into your eyes. But uh, I did my best, although my best was not good enough. Thank you.